covering all your favorite parts of the 50-yard fight. This is the Inside the Walls podcast with Zach Heilman and Jim Bernier. Good morning or afternoon or wherever the heck you are, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Inside the Walls podcast. You might be wondering, hey, I'm uh, leading off on this one, not just for uh, our usual in and off stick, because we have another edition of our Turf Talk series of shows, the episode of Inside the Walls that brings you conversations from players, coaches, and personnel across the National Arena League. Again, Zach Kylan here hosting this one alongside my good buddy, pal, co-host 900 miles away in Jacksonville, Florida. It is Jim Bernier. Jim, good to have you in, man. You excited to talk with our guest today? Yeah, fellow Duvalian is excited to be on the show today. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, ex- uh, I'm, I'm excited to talk to today. <laughs> of course, yeah. and yeah, you, there you go. We we are pleased to be bringing in receiver, defensive back, kick return specialist himself, Darian Townsend for the Columbus Lions. Darian, welcome aboard. Uh, first, I've got to lead in. You've had a hell of a season for Columbus so far. Uh, second half, this second half into the year. So for you, it seems like you just get better and better every week. How are you doing? And how are you feeling so far through the year? Hey, man, appreciate the great compliments and appreciate you guys having me on today for sure, man. was looking forward to this podcast all day. Um, but I'm feeling good, man. You know, um, as a rookie in this league, you know, just getting uh, getting my feet wet and really, you know, getting up under the vet's wing. They're showing me things. So I think uh, throughout the season I'm learning and I'm gaining things. So that might uh, be the reason for the play. And, you know, a couple of different personnel switches and things like that change the attitudes of some players. Mm-hmm. Well, let's talk about your rookie year. I mean, it, you, you join into the NA into the NAL, you know, it's, it's not like you're saying it's a rookie year where it's a different indoor league. No, 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 no. You're joining in the first season of Ironman's return into the sport as well that you're j- diving into. I mean, take, take yourself through that. Uh, I mean, how did, I mean, did you understand and were aware of coming in? You're like, okay, I'm going to be playing maybe both ways. Uh, how have you adjusted to that? What, what's it been, I guess, as a rookie? coming into this league and having to deal with those different uh, positional challenges? Oh, man, good question. It, it's definitely uh, definitely difficult in, in a sense, um, you know, as far as, you know, the stamina, the, the fatigue aspect that comes into it. But um, when you look at it from a football standpoint or, or a, a trying to develop standpoint, you know, it gives you opportunities. I mean, me as a person that hasn't played DB since I was 16, it gives me opportunity to, you know, get scouted for DB, you know, get scouted some more for a kick return, for receiver, you know, and, and it just shows, you know, how diverse of a, a player some of these guys can be and whatnot. So, I mean, it's been a blessing. I definitely didn't know what, what it had to offer. You know, I went back and looked at, a, you know, the the um, Ironman from 2006 or five or whatever. And those guys, I mean, no disrespect, but, they were moving with our speed, you know what I'm saying? And, and putting the type of, um, you know, not, I don't even want to say effort, but I just think, uh, you know, nowadays we're moving at a different speed. So it is a, a pretty hard league to be in, but it's a blessing too, man. You know, just being able to be out there as much as uh, some guys get to. Mm-hmm. Um, my first question for you, uh, how's it, working with Gibson and his mentality and how he coaches the teams. Cause you can see over the last couple of years, especially this, this season alone, the transition, how he keeps his same like level tone in every game, no matter what the score is. Cause he said, we had him on a show earlier this year and last year, he goes, no matter what the score is, he still thinks his team is capable of winning that game. If it's down 30 or up 30, how is it playing for a coach like Jason Gibson? 
I mean, it's, it's a great time. Firstly, he's a, a player's coach, you know, so, you know, he kind of gets us and, you know, he, he allows us to, um, you know, voice our opinions in some aspects, you know, which helps our uh, chemistry with him and uh, other coaches and as a team in general. But then um, just to just to piggyback off of what you said, I mean, we had maybe a like a 15 point comeback uh, first game of the season this year and then just a couple other comebacks, uh, you know, where we go into half and usually if you're a team down 15 or something, you're like, oh, hell, you know, we got a, a rough second half coming. But, you know, for us, it's like this is our time to turn it on. You know, nobody panics when we get into the locker room down, you know, so it's just um, it's it's a it's a kind of a mindset that we took on, you know, and it, it, it's probably not the best for us. We need to start out strong. But at halftime, we're just never we're, we're never looking confused. We're always ready to, um, you know, make adjustments because of his his um his attitude that we can always win it's fourth quarter we're down 18 it's arena football we can still win so you know it, it just um plays on our mental as a team you know to just keep going doesn't matter when it is just keep going mm-hmm. yeah he has definitely stressed that uh we've seen in uh, even inside the lines you know that was that's a that's, that almost feels like it's straight out of the series you know even before you're talking being there where he's talked you know i've been down 21 before and i've come back in this game and it's a flip it takes one or two possession flip and you can make the you can make it right back in your favor so definitely i definitely see him say saying that it's like right out of his playbook um yeah. for for yourself you know he, he talked talk about player coaches uh columbus is very much um and this is no slight to other organizations but it's very much when we talk with players it, it is a, it is a family atmosphere it's very much uh a well-knit group uh how have you uh in your rookie season columbus how have you seen that firsthand um simple things of just uh my guy shane man he just was out here 30 minutes ago um one of our biggest fans one of our sponsor guys um and he's just been around the program for a couple of years, but he comes out every Wednesday or Thursday night and gives his players of the week and he gives us gift cards. So we might get a gas gift card, um, Chick-fil-A, you know, just something like that to help the guys out. Okay. Um, but then also the gas card. <laughs> heck yeah, man. Heck yeah, yeah. yeah. Gas card, man I, when he gave me one of those, I went straight to the shelves, 25 on eight right now. There you go. Right now. But, um, but we also have like team families. So it's called a lion family. So, Every time we leave or um, even even when we got home games, they bring in uh, like Thursday night, they'll bring in a bag of, you know, like our favorite snacks, our favorite uh, drinks and things like that for pregame and stuff like that. So just getting involved with um, the community, but on a real, real personal level, you know, just shows how tight we are as a um, as an organization. But I mean, it, it goes way beyond. But those are two two main things that I see. Mm hmm. Yeah, the fam. I have. Uh, I have been. We've been referenced about the Lions families before too. It's kind of nice to get a yeah. firsthand account of that. You know, it's a really cool community um, engagement thing that the Lions do. I mean, also we got the you got the walk that goes in for every home game too. Yep. You know, um, they built up a lot. Built up a lot. It seems there. You know, I got a tough cool. question. Where are the go to snacks? Gotta know. Oh yeah. I mean, if we're talking, I guess at that point, if we're talking, you know, what's your, what's your basket looking like? Yeah. The basket, man, the bat for me, firstly, we need the reseason. We need reseason the house. You're right to my heart. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Come on. We need some (laughs) peanut butter and chocolate, man. So we got to get that going. And then um, for me, I like the new body armor drinks. They have like uh, this coconut one with no added uh, sugars or so they say, um, I, I like to grab that for the drink. And then as far as like, um, you know, some protein, some power, I, I like like 
these cast shoes. I got to find the um, the dang uh, uh, brand they are, but there's some cast shoes with vanilla and pomegranate on. Ooh. Need those. Need those every time. And then lastly, like these um, these blueberry fig Newton bars. They're they're fire. They come like two to a pack, but they're they're real good, man. They're probably like a dollar a pack. I, I go to the um, Publix myself, and I'll get them for like three nineteen for like five packs. But those things are fire. But those are four healthy snacks besides the Reese that you need, you know, in your pregame if you're coming to the Lions Den. Mm. You saw me on the <laughs> saw me on the Reese's. <laughs> then, like then I went the or healthy the- route on you. I, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I'm like ignoring. So you said some body armor? What? <laughs> I'm like, healthy, healthy, racy, no wrong way. Yeah, to eat <laughs> <laughs> I had to save myself. You know, Gibson and uh, Blair are going to watch this. I have to save myself there. Well, well, no, for you, well, I mean, no one ever with them. They'll give us rankings of their favorite snacks. Like, yes. No, Firefinger would be first. No, Skittles would be first or something like that. But yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those guys aren't eating salads, man. Jay and Josh aren't, aren't eating any salads. I know that. No comment. No comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they, I mean, even if they're watching for you, I mean, they're like, well, you better still be staying, staying fit. How are you, uh, how are you conditioning yourself right now? You're playing all three phases of the game. Yeah. You know, in here, I know obviously you can get, you know, you can get swapped out every now and then, but you're still, I mean, you're still Iron Man through and through week in and week out and um, to almost the fullest extent when you're also returning the kicks, by the way, and not only just returning them, but being one of the more successful ones in the league. I mean, yeah. what's your conditioning structure for yourself? Um, at this point of the season, you know, it's just um, managing my my body you know just making sure i'm not getting injured but at the same time i got to stay on myself so uh usually i'll go to the gym about three times a week i'll go with the quarterback uh dan smith now that's my gym buddy now but um before that i would just go by myself and i would do you know speed training get some legs and get some arms and try to do speed training two times a week and then after practice you know just getting um you know, some sprints and things, but we try to get our conditioning during practice. I try to stay in as many reps as I can just to, uh, you know, give it the real game feel. You know what I mean? The whole antic about make the practice harder than the game. So mm-hmm. um, we try to do that. But at the same time, you know, we're getting into week nine and 10, even for, I mean, for Carolina week 11 or whatever they're on, um, yeah. you know, so it, it's about managing the body, but also being able to stay explosive and things like that. So, um, just being smart about the gym workouts and, and, and things like that. But yeah, we stay in the gym constantly, man. After. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of explosiveness, uh, earlier this season, no one heard of you. Everyone's talking about Desmond Reese. Everyone's talking about Jamar Fortson. All of a sudden, number 21 just starts going up and down the field like a <laughs> Superman, like shocking people. Uh, how does it for you developed into the player that you are today as one of the lead, one of the top receivers in the league and DB? And you're making crazy catches like last week. You got one over the wall um, that the announcer said you dropped, but you you clearly didn't drop it. But you got it. Yeah. You made some awesome. You've been in each and every game. You have a marquee catch, and usually sometimes the receiver that came in from previous year, like Fortson this year, is the main guy. And you yeah. are basically everyone's told we got to take Fortson out that he's the main guy, and you shine. Now everyone's looking at you. It's like how do we slow you down and let everyone else get their get their ball. How is that feeling for you as an athlete working with, of course, the multiple quarterbacks you've already played with this season and still each and every week being the highlight player for this year's Columbus Lions? Oh, good question. I mean, it's um, 
firstly, a, a big shout out to Reese and um, J-Man, my big guy, uh, Dre, you know, all the receivers that, uh, you know, take eyes off of me. You know, it's easy if if you have one main receiver or one guy doing all the work to, you know, kind of um, bracket them and, and just say the other guys have to beat us. But when they do that for us, I mean, you've seen Jarmon up in Albany almost probably jump about 11 feet for the ball, you know, so – um, you know, they can never really key on me. But uh, for me, it's just it's just staying humble. You know, it's a part of a process. I know that God can take this from me anytime he wants, you know. So to me, and I, I always try to remind my teammates, it's a hard thing to remember, but I always try to tell them before the game, hey, play it like it's your last time. Like, like somebody's really telling you, like, this is your last time going out there and see how you play. You know what I'm saying? So, and it's hard to remember during the game. You know, sometimes third quarter, I have to remind myself, like, were you really just playing like it was your last game, you know? So, just trying to um, stay on myself, make sure none of that stuff gets to my head, the Ironman of the week things, the player of the week things. Like, I mean, you you can't right now, you know, especially, um, you know, I'm trying to get to the highest level. You know, the NFL right, is right. always, you know, the thing. We're going to enjoy ourselves. I'm enjoying the heck out of the NAL, but there's always a higher goal. So to me, it's just um, just keep chipping away, chipping away, you know, the day-by-day thing. So, um just, just not becoming complacent, not becoming content, you know, and just uh, I had five touchdowns last week and I feel like I could have had 10. So we're going for 10 this week, man. We, we got to keep pushing. Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, we'll go talk- for the record. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what it's being applied. Right now. <laughs> and hey, you never you never know. Obviously, I, I, we do want to ask you about that matchup against uh, Carolina here in a second. Um, you mentioned one thing I want to touch on, though. You talk about your gym buddy, Daniel Smith. Um, yeah. I know that early early season, you know, had felt like there were, you know, with Mesa Espinosa, the decision that he made to that he went and got, went coaching, things kind of were shuffled up. Um, Daniel yeah. Smith has seemed to uh, steady the ship for you guys, has come in, has been really efficient. Um, how's it been getting the connections down with him uh, through these last three weeks? Uh, it's been a good time, man, just having him back around. You know, I played with him in West Texas last year in our official rookie year, you know. So um, I kind of – I kind of with him coming in, I understood where his mindset was. Uh, he's a winner, you know, and he, he doesn't care about the defense if we're, if we're being honest. You know, if you're his guy and – you know, you're you're the receivers on his team. He thinks you can win every single time. And if you're not winning, he's going to throw the ball and, and give you a chance to win. So um, just knowing that and knowing the ball can come at you at any time, you know, it, it makes us go hard every day. But also, um, you know, his mental, his his approach to the game is, is crazy. Like I told um, – I forgot who I did a dang podcast with last week, but I told him, like, Daniel comes into my dang room and he'll be like, hey, bro, look at this. I'm like, it's two in the morning. Why Why am I looking at film right now? You know, but then we'll come out in the game and it'll look the same exact way. And I'm like, this is this is what he brought up at two in the morning. You know, so that's a way better feeling to a receiver than to have, um, you know, some quarterbacks of the past that just, you know, weren't weren't that in tune with the game or, or really weren't studying at that high of a um, high of a level. And then you don't get those, uh, the outcomes that we're getting. It, it was just becoming frustrating. So, Getting him in here has de- definitely been a fresh, uh, a breath of fresh air for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's helped offensively. Defensively, though, I mean, you're even after last week, after last week with uh, things going being being the way they were. You know, the Lions with your the group you're playing with, they're the they're arguably the best defensive unit in the NAL. Uh, statistically, you can make that case, and in certain game, and I think several games this year, Jim and I can 
make that case as well. What is what is Coach Gibson and his his uh, I would say his coaching staff pressure in terms of playing solid arena defense, not just out, you know, not just concepts of a outdoor defensive unit, yeah. but arena with the shortened field. You got shortened, you got shortened passing lanes or quicker lane or quicker throws that can get out, and it's more yards after catch. Sometimes, I mean, what are you guys looking for? Like, what are some like core principles he he tells you guys to focus on on that side? Uh, just just uh, making the plays. Coach, firstly, it's Coach Dame Daniels. Not to uh, say Coach Gibson doesn't have anything oh, to do and, with defense. Yeah. But Coach Dame, I mean, he he comes up with a great game plan, but he always tells us as playmakers, he's going to put us in a position to go for it. He doesn't want you sitting back in the balls there and I'm going to make the tackle this time. No, he wants you shooting. And it, if it happens to be a touchdown and we went for the ball, you know what I'm saying, and we tried to make a play 100%, he's going to live with it. So – you know, it kind of takes um, a little stress off of us, you know, as players. But then I think just the um, the diversity. I mean, you got DeAndre Brown, you know, who's a six seven receiver playing DN. You have um, uh, um, Darrell Green playing a heavy physical cornerback. You got Mo Leggett back now that plays a real um, oh, yeah. strategic veteran game. You got uh, number five, we call him Drip, but Rodney Hall playing athletic in the middle. So, you know, all those things coming together. You got J-Man underneath and a great D-line. I mean, it's just a, a, a bunch of stuff coming together. We as players uh, give Coach Dame the opportunity to say go out and play and make plays as playmakers, and he gives us the opportunity to do it. So it's a two-way street that, I mean, it's, it's just working amazing right now. We're going to try to get it rolling even more, especially after last week. We got to uh, get it back to under 50 a game, but we'll get that going. Yeah, I mean, I I can understand that target mark makes complete with how these teams have been playing all year. I mean, I think that's pretty reasonable if you offensively can keep up. You know, Dan and yeah, Damian Daniels. You know, like I I'll give it credit where credits due. Thank you for correcting for correcting there because he is like <laughs> yeah. I said, he's got you guys playing at fantastic for really the highest level right now. Um, I know last week like I said a little different outcome, but still, um, all season it's been high caliber defense for an arena standard. Uh, I got to say, now you're talking getting back on the high horse in that regard. Uh, you got the you got the Cobras coming up this week. Yeah. A bit different of a Cobra squad, at least that we can tell right now. Because um, unless John, because we're right now under our understanding is unless Jonathan Bain has a miracle come come through for him, it's looking like it might be Malik Henry. We're we're going to base it on that. Um, but still, even with that being said, tons of weapons that you guys have to cover in the secondary. Um, what do you, what are you evaluating the Cobras in terms of uh, keys to that contest for yourself? I mean, um, let, I mean, we're not going to underestimate Malik Henry. Firstly, he beat us one time. We're one and one versus Malik Henry, mm-hmm. and, and you know his um, teams that he he leads in here. You know, so we're definitely not going to you know um, treat him as an underrated quarterback. But we have Ings. You know, he's a number seventeen, a great receiver. After the game, he taught me a couple of things that's been helping me since okay. we played them. So, you know, I, I know his vet work, you know what I'm saying? His his um his, his work is going to speak for itself. And then 15, I forget, what's 15's name? I'm sorry. Uh, that'd be, uh, DJ Myers. Yeah, DJ Myers. Mm-hmm. DJ Myers, there you go. And I, no disrespect, Um, but we he didn't play us last time, you know, and we had a pretty big win. But he comes in and, uh, you know, weekly he'll give you three or four touchdowns. So that's a guy that we have to account for that we didn't have to last time. You know, and then, um, you know, different guys like Summers and things like that. They just 
they got a great group of vets. I mean, they're they're leading the league um, as far as record goes for a reason. You know, they got a great group of vets. They got a, a athletic group of young guys. You know, just kind of similar to us. You know, but mm-hmm. um, and that's why we just got to focus, especially after coming off that loss to Albany. We just have to come in focus. We're not one bit thinking about that 55 or whatever 58 28 win that we had um you know a couple of weeks ago we know how it goes when when you walk into somebody else's house we know how it goes when you're on the road and you got the travel thing so right now after last week we're just really locked in on focusing man focusing for ourselves not worrying about the outcome just focusing for ourselves you know and um just watching that film up you know getting ready for those guys i have one final question Playing Carolina, you're playing Coach Rez. Carol, they came into your house a couple weeks ago, and you basically, basically, you shut up the whole league about Carolina and about how Columbus. You basically changed the narrative. One thing I've noticed in every game so far in the league is there's always one special team play or special teams play. You, sir, are one of few people that I've seen so far consistently this season. Take the rock back after a kickoff. Do we have a chance this weekend to see that again? Because it seems like you do it every week, honestly. I'm just being honest. And it's like, oh, here's a kickoff to 21. Yeah, yeah, I'm not going to look. It's going to be in the end zone dancing. Um, <laughs> this is being honest. Uh, I'm just going to say, uh, will you do it? And if you do it, what type of celebration you're going to do? Because I've noticed that you, you've been you've been introducing celebrations now into the in now in the season earlier in the season you just handed the ball to the ref and went to the huddle now you're starting to dance each and every one uh, you get yeah yeah firstly man anytime you know we could get the ball on the kick return i i think i have to take advantage you know so i i say my little prayer and then hope uh next time i talk to god it's in that end zone but um but as far as celebrations man you know i i try to do my my sub-zero my bow i, I try to give him the bow with the kiss but sometimes I get too dang excited and I'm, I'm up on the wall and stuff like that. So that's, that's my signature, the bow. If you see me doing that, I'm locked in. But, um, but other than that, man, I just scatter all over. Sometimes kids are asking for a ball. So you might see me looking for a kid jumping on a wall or something. Uh, but you know, I can't gritty and I really can't dance. So that's why, that's why I do the bow. I would love to, if you see me gritty and that's just me practicing it. So give me a couple of weeks, but, but the bow, the bow is when I'm in my zone and the throwing the ball is when, when I'm geeked up, when I'm, when I'm ready to go. All right. But those, those are my two things. Good. That's good. <laughs> Give the ball to the kids. That's awesome. That's always fun. Got to man. Got to. A little, a little more season left. You got some time to pr- practice the gritty. You know? <laughs> For sure. <laughs> you get it down. No, don't worry. They get it down. They'll get you. Get the kids jamming with. You. <laughs> yes. For sure. We might have to wait till 2023 for the gritty. It's going to be hey. old by then. It's okay. Buddy off season <laughs> to practice. <laughs> right. <laughs> there, Darian, before, before we let you go, this is my final question for you. And I guess this is, this is kind of, uh, I I'm kind of wanting to get the perspective of the player, you know, G, you know, Jim's right. You, you are, you, you definitely have been seeming like when almost frequently when you get the ball on a kick, you've kind of find those alleys to get to the end zone. What's uh through, through the lens of, someone in that situation you get the ball are you looking for a specific uh already pre-made alley are you looking for something that is kind of like that sign that you're going to get a key block that opens it up or are you just going 
reaction, quick timing and decision-making. How do you process things on the fly, especially with a contained and condensed field with less, you know, East West movement involved? Well, I mean, outside, you know, that's, that's a big special teams thing. Like you'll, you'll go over special teams. I mean, for two, three hours a week in outside ball, you know, um, and setting up blocks and things like that here is more off of reaction, but these guys know now that I'm as a returner going to try to make them right. So if they just get a hand on, I'm as a returner, I'm, I'm never going to be mad at them. If I run into their guy, it was on me. And I always tell these guys that, I mean, if you set them up, we'll set them up right. Sometimes they'll come to me like, why didn't you cut back? And I'm like, my, my fault, we'll get it next time. But just to see them that excited about me having the ball, you know, that, that just tells you what type of team we have. They're ready to go block. They're ready to see me in the end zone. So it's amazing to have those type of blockers. Um, but, yeah, like I said, it, it's just about making them right at this point in an arena. Just make them right, meet them in the uh, end zone, and we're going to celebrate. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, Darian, th- thank you very much for joining us on this edition. Um, I'm going to give you time here because applauding to you, I, I know ownership's going to applaud you for having that logo so graciously placed in that shot. They, I, I can already yeah, hear, I can already hear the ownership going, yes, promotion. Why should we come out? Why should someone come out to a Columbus Lions game? What makes it special? That, that, that's something, you know, got the logo. What brings them out to check yeah. out the team behind that logo? The excitement, man, um, how, how we as a team keep people engaged and then our level of play. We play, um, we play gritty. We're going to grind. We're going to play clean as possible, but inside those rules, we're going to grit and grind, sweat and get all bloody. You know what I'm saying? So it's, um, it's different from the outside game as far as, um, you know, different dimensions, but you should come out and see the Lions because the excitement. We're banging guys in the walls. We're going up over the walls to catch the ball. We're throwing the ball at the fans. We're um, getting down on the field after meeting you guys, you know. So come out to the Lions game, check us out, but then, um, you know, get to know us personally. Um, and that, that's the biggest thing. You know, they could really become a, a part of this Lions family coming to the Civic Center. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love hearing it. Uh, and Darian, where can we follow you, like, personally? You know, I mean, it sounds like you're just getting things really started here for sure. yourself more and more, at least in indoor, and trying to get your career going. You know, where can folks uh, – keep tabs on yourself and maybe your own personal uh, items for yeah. your, for you. So um, I'm on Facebook under Darian Towns and my, my government name. And then um, if you go on Instagram, you can find me at SB period, the coach. So SB stands for strictly business, me and my guy strictly business. Um, and then the coach after that, or you can hit me on Instagram on the training page, which is club. And then the letter seven training, that's my training page. You'll see our uh, kids. We have kids from five years old to pro. You know, okay. we train them up, and uh, we got videos and things like that. So make sure you guys give me a follow. I'll follow back, and uh, you know, just, just keep it in the football family. Nice, yeah, folks. Listen and go su- go support this man. I mean, he he's leaving it out there on the field, and I definitely imagine he is contributing very well to his own behind the scenes ventures too. Sure. Uh, again, Darian, thanks for joining for joining us and folks thanks for joining in for another edition of turf talk you know i mean we're glad like i said we love talking to folks like darian and others in the league you know getting a bit of the stories behind just behind the person you know remember it's these football players do have lives outside of the field keep that in mind you know when you go into game when you're going to games too and this show i hope highlights that for those of you out there 
for my for Darian Townsend here, for my partner Jim Riam, Zach Kyleman saying thank you for tuning in. Be sure to follow us at, at InWallsPod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you're watching this on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, click the bell. Builds morale, by the way, for uh, for us and for the league in general as well. Remember, we are the official podcast of the National Arena League, so be sure to follow along with us as we go along for the remainder of this exciting and chaotic finish to the 2022 season. Stay tuned, everybody. Catch you guys for the final walkthrough here on Friday. We'll see you for the next one.